Hello, folks. Dr. Maurice Selby here, medical director, producer, and co-host of Health in Harlem on WHCR 90.3 FM and the Health in Harlem podcast. While we strive to bring you the most up-to-date, reliable, evidence-based information to help you live the healthiest life possible, this show does not substitute for an evaluation by a trained and licensed medical professional. It is highly recommended that any advice or recommendations on medications, treatments, nutrition, fitness, preventive services, etc. be implemented under the guidance and supervision of your primary medical provider or appropriate specialist. With that said, we hope that you enjoy and learn from our program, and please be sure to let us know how we can best serve you in future shows. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience. My name is Maurice Selby. My name is Reed. My name is Mia. And you're listening to the one and only Health in Harlem on WHCR 90.3 FM New York. 90.3 FM New York. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, just want to, well, on a somber note, I'll get it out the way. June 12th is coming up. That is the one year anniversary of... Maurice Donovan Selby and family leaving New York City. I'm heartbroken. Uh, one year already. <laughs> I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. We packed up the car and drove out. We didn't fly because of the whole thing with uh, the pandemic. But um, it, was a, it was a cool road trip. But yes, yeah, one year. So just had to get that out there. That's like a personal holiday uh, for me um, at this point, just missing home. Um, but nonetheless, still enjoy enjoying things down here in Georgia. But also of note, and I just found this out, ladies and gentlemen, um, just learned about this. But June 12th, 2021 is National Family Health and Fitness Day. And this is a day promoted by the National Recreation and Park Association. And really what they try to do is just promote the importance of parks and recreation in keeping communities healthy across the country. And so I think this is a big deal, man. We talk about what we talk about each and every week on health in Harlem, right, which is really just living the healthiest life possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something that I think really just encompasses everything that we talk about on this show, family health and fitness. And yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a lot of the exciting things that are taking place Mostly in NYC. This is right. So all the Georgia folks out here uh, just want to give a shout out to right. We got the Beltline running through the city so you can get out there um, and enjoy yourself um, on that path, you know, skating or riding through on a bike or just walking through or running. Uh, also, we have Stone Mountain. That's probably my family's plan is to go out there and uh, get into some stuff and just be active uh, but ladies and gentlemen, being that this is health in Harlem, we're going to talk about a lot of the things going on in and around New York City. So uh, but what I do encourage everyone to do is to actually just check out the National Recreation and Park Association uh, website. You can Google that organization 
Um, and then they can get you links to your local uh, state or local park where you might have events going on uh, in your neighborhoods. But with that said, you know, it's really interesting in that prior to the 19th century, Americans and Europeans viewed nature as essentially just a resource, right? We would just get our food, we get our clothing, shelter and other necessities um, by just taking what we could from the environment. Um, obviously, we saw others, which this is, continues to be the case, right? Others that just look at uh, nature as a source of profit, unfortunately. And really, any efforts at preservation were mainly just on the part of the wealthy people, right? They wanted to have timber um, for their building needs or resource needs. Uh, as far as wildlife, right, just for game hunting, they would preserve the lands and preserve the wildlife so that they could have their forms of recreation. But um, really, any such early attempts at preservation, especially when we look at American national parks, uh, this really started later in the 19th century. And we saw the transcendentalist writers such as Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, Walt Whitman, right, inspired about nature. They wrote about it in their works. Artists such as Thomas Cole and Asher Duran depicted the beauty of nature in their works and essentially influenced the American conservationist movement. It wasn't until 1864 that President Abraham Lincoln created the Yosemite Grant Act, which essentially set land aside for preservation and public use. And finally, in 1872, the United States Congress passed the Yellowstone National Park Protection Act, which led to the creation of the United States' um, first national park. And really, that was the world's first national park um, as a whole. And... We actually had the establishment of Central Park in 1853 with the passage by the United by the, the New York State Legislature, essentially setting aside land um, for New York City to use to create what is today Central Park. Mm -hmm. um, partially, as also evicting residents. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. So it's <laughs> not just right. There is yeah. some, you know, as far as uh, they did use uh, eminent domain to essentially, you know, get people out of the way for that project. Um, very, obviously very unfortunate. Um, but today we do have a uh, central park and I say all of that to say that, right. With everything that we see uh, sort of going on and we talk about this each and every week about living, right. The healthiest life possible. Well, now it's time to take advantage of all of this space that we've set aside for that purpose so that we can get out, enjoy nature, um, to be active and really, as we said, just to be out there and be healthy, right? Live healthy, active, productive lives. Um, that's the benefit of all of this. And so that's going to be the mission. That's what we're trying to get out there today, ladies and gentlemen, just some things that are going on and really how we can really optimize our use of our parks. That's going to be the key. For sure. Yeah. Um, there's been many, many studies, um, only one that I'm going to reference right now, relating to uh, access to urban green spaces and mental health. Um, mm. The one I'm referencing now was done in New Zealand, I believe, um, and it measured anxiety and mood disorders uh, among people and in association with uh, how much green space they had uh, th was available for them to access and also how close to their uh, living quarters it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they found that decreased distance to usable green space and increased proportion of green space within the larger neighborhood were largely associated with decreased anxiety and mood disorder treatment counts in an urban environment. Um, so mm. this suggests that the benefits of green space on mental health may relate both to active participation in usable green spaces near to the home and observable green space in the neighborhood environment. Uh, so New York is probably one of the best cities for that because there's tons and tons of little tiny uh, like community gardens and stuff all over the place. Facts. Um, so even just walking down the street, you're seeing a lot of green space. and There's a lot of green space to go and partake in which I definitely don't do to the fullest extent, but I definitely want to this summer. And it's interesting just looking at the shifts, right, from uh, modernization and urbanization to, right, people realize, and I think this was a collective, right, not only at the individual level, because I definitely notice it um, uh, just in terms of, right, what's around me living in the concrete jungle. Mm -hmm. And the second you start to see sort of any green space, right, just a field with grass, maybe some uh, shrubs or some flowers in it. It's a different, and that's hard for me to explain, but it does make me feel better. And I think, huh? What was that? Um, I was going to say, like, I've never had the appreciation for green space and nature that I have now until I moved to the city. Uh, cause my whole life I lived upstate on like four acres of land and we had a woodsy area right in our backyard. Uh, but only since moving to the city have I really gotten a newfound appreciation for being out in nature. You learn something new every day. I did not know you were from upstate. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Right? But I'm off so New York-like. But it's not yet. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> you have the attitude and everything, the dry sense of humor, which is, I love it. <laughs> I think our listening audience definitely loves it. Um, but in terms of but yes, I think at the individual level and definitely collectively, right, as a city, we've saw the increase um, in the green spaces, right, over the last couple of decades. Um, things like, for instance, the High Line, right, going from this sort of decrepit, uh, unused railway that is now just a vibrant park for the community to enjoy, for tourists to enjoy. And it's just uh, such a it's such a makes such a big difference. Um, in that going something like that going from an eyesore to something that is just right um, amazingly beautiful um, where you can also go and be active not only just take in the beauty um, but also be active and sort of do everything that we talk about on the program so exactly um back in the day you know uh 20 or so years ago 20 30 years ago when there was a lot of urban decay in new york city um and a lot of empty lots actually part of the beautification project of New York was started by these people who called themselves guerrilla gardeners. Um, so what they would do was they'd graft fruiting trees onto street trees so that those street trees would then produce apples and fruit for the neighborhood. Um, they made what's called seed bombs. So like little clumps of mud and dirt with flower seeds in there and they would just throw them over fences into empty lots. And then the next time it rained, the, the seeds would sprout and then they'd be full of it yeah exactly so a lot of these beautification projects were what kick-started uh eventually and also people started gardening and then eventually um new york city with giuliani wanted to get rid of a bunch of gardens uh in order to sort of bulldoze that land 
and build buildings. But thankfully, New York City started giving out leases to people on those spaces for about a dollar a month just to make gardening there legal because previously it hadn't been at all when it was just an empty lot that people were utilizing. Um, So then that kind of started the sprout of all these different community gardens in the city. And since then, those have kind of been treasured and protected by the city. That's what's up. You, know, you got you got me missing New York. Oh, you're about to make me cry. <laughs> yeah, um, but if you're looking for a New fun York activity, even more. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a fun activity out there, uh, look up seed bombs. They're super easy to make. You just need a little bit of dirt, a little bit of clay, a couple seeds, and then you can go around throwing them around your neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, that's and hopefully up. next year you'll have all sorts of flowers sprouting. It'll be really nice. I think Imani would really enjoy it. <laughs> There's <laughs> something that sounds very fun about that. I could see her like getting a kick out of that. Um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, as we said, we have just um, a, a nice sampling of events going on throughout the city on June 12th. And one thing to be mindful of, we're going to direct you to this site right now, actually, before we even move on. I think it's very important that we just say uh, a lot of the things we'll be talking about, we've obtained from nycgovparks.org. So uh, go into your uh, URL address bar and just type in N-Y-C-G-O-V-P-A-R-K-S, nycgovparks.org. O-R-G. And you'll be able to take a look at the New York City Parks events calendar. And the dope thing about that is this is not just limited to June 12th. Yes, June 12th is National Family Health and Fitness Day, but there are events going on literally daily. There are events going on all throughout the city. Uh, So just take a look at that amazing resource. And it is an amazing resource. Uh, when you told me we were going to do the show and you sent me the link, I was like, oh, Parks website. Yeah, yeah. Events, that sounds kind of weird. Um, but looking through it, there's actually some events that sound extremely interesting. And I would love to attend. Yes. So maybe if you go, you'll see me there. You might see me up there from Georgia <laughs> because some of them are so dope. And so uh, I'm just going to take us into the first one because this is from, right, I lived in every borough of New York City, ladies and gentlemen. I consider myself one of the ultimate New Yorkers. Um, And Staten Island is the place where I spent the most time, about 10 years living in Staten Island. My formative years, I would say, because I was in like middle school and junior high school. So I think I became Maurice Donovan Selby, or at least a good (laughs) part Part of my personality was probably formed right during those years. Not that it's all throughout life, but anyway. Um, so Staten Island, they have yoga on the lawn at the Alice Austin House with B Yoga SI, and this will take place, of course, this Saturday, June twelfth, from eight a.m. to nine a.m. And this is located at Two Highland Boulevard. Uh, It's at the beginning of Highland Boulevard, a major throughway on Staten Island, ladies and gentlemen. Occupancy is 24 students as they are observing social distancing measures. But this is something that is um, very low cost. You can register at B-Yoga-S-I. So that's B-E-Y-O-G-A-S-I dot com. For more information, you can contact be yoga dance that's one word be yoga dance at gmail.com and the awesome thing is that this accommodates all levels so if you're a beginner this is for you if you are an expert yoga practitioner this is for you definitely check it out uh, they encourage you to bring a water a towel yoga mat 
a mask, of course, and comfortable, loose-fitting clothing. Yoga improves strength, balance, and flexibility. It can ease back pain for individuals that suffer, especially with chronic back pain. Uh, ease arthritis, arthritis symptoms. It can reduce stress and thus reduces inflammation, which can lead to better heart health. You can get better sleep, better moods, and more energy. And of course, by participating in events like this, you can build community with those around you. And I just want to make note too that B Yoga um, SI, they have events all throughout the calendar year, um, including more of these yoga on the lawn events at the Alice Austin House. So if you can't do it this Saturday, right, or you choose to partake in something else, guess what? There will be more events going forward. So definitely check this out, ladies and gentlemen, um, right on Strong. Well, I'm not going to say strong. That's going to start a conflict (laughs) with uh, Long Island, but uh, we'll call it Shaolin. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Brooklyn. Um, so one interesting event that we saw there, again, there's tons and tons of events, um, and they're all listed on the park's website. Uh, so if you see something that you like that we're talking about, check it out on the park's website. If you see something, uh, if you're looking for something to do and you don't really love our options, there's, I guarantee there's something for you. There's something for you. Um, so in Brooklyn Bridge Park, there is going to be kayaking every Saturday uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. through September, actually. Um, all levels are welcome. It also runs on Wednesday evenings through August. So there's, if you can't make it on Saturday, it sounds like there is plenty of opportunities to go kayaking. Um, so you can call, for more information, you can call 718-802-0603, or you can email info at brooklynbridgepark.org. Um, or again, you can go on the park's website. This is an event that's listed on there. Uh, so kayaking, it is a low impact sport, which means it's not hard on your joints. Uh, I do prefer low impact sports. I always have. Um, I currently swim, which is low impact. I used to do crew, which is also low impact. You will never catch me running, which is high impact. For real? <laughs> I will run. never run. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, you'll last longer than me. I guess probably by you know my 50s, I'll have a significantly more arthritis <laughs> than you, so... But you also with you. have those strength <laughs> and knees and everything. Got it. Um, but kayaking can also lead to improved cardiovascular fitness and improved muscle strength, especially in the chest, upper back, and arms from paddling. Um, and if you're in a kayak with more than just yourself, it's a great bonding experience. Um, just trying to communicate with the person you're with, trying to get them to go in a straight line, push on. It's, it's tougher than you think, uh, but it is a great bonding experience. And this is one of those things that I wish I had taken advantage of uh, when living in New York City, uh, because they actually had them uh, going down uh, by Riverside Park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in multiple locations, actually, throughout the city, you can have these um, events, either canoeing or kayaking. They actually have it in Prospect Park, um, also pedal boating there. The seaport as well. Mm. So all over the city. And a lot of times, as you said, uh, Reed, right, free um, yes. at pretty much all of these locations. And so you just show up at that time and um, you'll be accommodated. You know, that's the the awesome thing. Um, and that, you know, I always thought that there would be long lines and that you wouldn't get a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, every time I've always seen that, you know, the boats are available, the staff are very friendly, and accommodating. So this is just one of those things that 
really want you to take advantage of. And I'm just longing for it. I mean, every time we try to do it, <laughs> uh, when I was in New York, there's always like something comes up or like, um, I had my sister with me one time and I think I had broke my hand. So I was afraid to had a, um, a splint on, I was afraid to get it wet. Um, while my sister was visiting me, this was years ago. And with Imani, there was either like a blowout or something, you know, she would like ruin her clothes or anyway, <laughs> all sorts of things, but definitely try to take advantage of that event. All right. Another event that we have coming up also this Saturday, June 12th is the wildlife viewing of horseshoe crabs in Orchard Beach parking lot in Pelham Bay Park. So as you know, New York City is home to abundant wildlife and park rangers will guide you to the best wildlife viewing spots in the urban jungle. So it uh, the horseshoe crab has, is actually considered a living fossil and has existed for over 445 million years. So that's really exciting. I know Reed's really excited yeah. for that one. I do love living fossils. Also, ferns are living fossils. Uh, can you imagine that the ferns that we see regularly are very extremely similar to the ferns that were around in the forest when dinosaurs were stomping around? Uh, which really just shows like how well adapted they are to their environment that they've been able to survive and thrive for so long. Same as horseshoe crabs. Mm. Very so, interesting. No, it's actually amazingly fascinating. And yeah. this is one of those things that, right. I think we lose sight of just the amount of wildlife in Absolutely. and around New York city. Yeah. Um, because we're just so used to just the hustle and bustle and sort of, um, obviously the concrete jungle, but it's no, a jungle with life <laughs> at the same time, a concrete jungle yeah. with tons of life. And sometimes just taking a minute to appreciate that, whether it's the green spaces that we've talked about um, or right. Finding horseshoe crabs um, that are native uh, right there around us um, in our parks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just simple things that I was like, wow, this is so amazing being um, going back to our Brooklyn days uh, before we left in Prospect Park and just watching the ducks do their things. And you got the little uh, turtles in the pond. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just amazing. I'm like, wow, this is right here happening. You know, just as we're living our lives, doing our thing here, we have um, just our companions in nature doing the same thing. They're just going about exactly. their business and you can just sit there and appreciate them um, at any time you like for free. Right. This is all mm -hmm. for free and just and in taking all of this in. Uh, something that you mentioned about how biodiverse the city is, one thing that always blows me away is that right off of the coast of the city out in the ocean, we have this deep oceanic trench, um, which I think is either the number one or the number two most biodiverse oceanic trench in the world. Oh. Uh, so just right off the coast of New York City, you have this trench with sea turtles and giant whales and all sorts of sharks. And it's amazing, the biodiversity right off the coast. Wow. No, and uh, they actually have an ex at, at the Liberty Science Center, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, an exhibit that pays homage to that, um, actually, and just sort of looking at the biodiversity uh, in and around New York City in the tri-state area. So definitely another thing that I would definitely um, try to make some time to check out. Mm -hmm. So this one actually piqued my interest as well. Um, out in Queens, this will take place from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So we got an all-day event. So after you've done your yoga in Staten Island, you've appreciated the 
Horseshoe Crab um, up there in the Bronx. Then you can make your way down, all the way down to Rockstock, which will take place at Beach 90th Street in Rockaway Beach, Queens, this coming Saturday, June 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Rockaway will be rocking, <laughs> I know it's so corny, uh, <laughs> on the 13th annual Rockstock Festival. And it will include surf contests. They'll have handicrafts, gear available. So there actually will be sort of a shopping uh, venue or like a little market set up. They have skateboard demos and live music. And so definitely, I don't I don't know. This is the 13th annual, man. I feel so like uh, ignorant, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had no not, clue. And I was working, you know, I even worked in Far Rockaway um, and had no idea that this this is something that was going down. But sounds awesome. And for more information, you can call 917-519-7676. You can also check check out the Rockstock. They have a link to the website with more information um, right there on New York City um, Govs, right on New York City uh, Gov Parks, on the Gov Parks website. So uh, just another amazing thing that is happening. All right. Um, we also have a few, I mean, we touched on a lot of events in, I think we covered each borough. Oh, we didn't cover Manhattan yet. Nope. Um, so there's the second Saturday's trail work party and bike share at Highbridge Park, uh, which is Northern Manhattan, um, which has, that's from 10 AM to 3 PM on the 12th again, um, on one ninetieth street and Amsterdam Ave. So that day you can enjoy a fun day in the woods and see what it learn see and learn what it takes to build, maintain, and ride a bike trail. Because out in that park there's I think miles, yeah, three miles of trails mm -hmm. from novice to beginner uh, through expert levels. There's dirt jump parks and pump parks, and finally, as well as a free ride course that includes drops, steeps, and berms. Uh, so if you are planning on doing that. Should definitely bring water, some bug repellent, sturdy shoes, and/or boots, uh, and that sounds really fun. No, this sounds absolutely amazing. This is the first bike park, first mountain biking park in New York City, um, actually maintained by Northern Manhattan Parks and the New York City Mountain Bike Association. And so they have the bikes, right? This is another free mm -hmm. event. They have the bikes. They have the helmets. Um, and they will uh, have um, individuals out there even teaching, right, giving some courses on how to ride and navigate these courses. And so it's just one of those things like all around fun, it sounds like, because you yeah. go there, you get to do, you know, maybe some maintenance on the trails, um, which I think is always fun to just sometimes get down and dirty. Right. True. Um, whether you're shoveling stuff or just moving, you get that activity, you get your heart rate going up a little bit. And then you got some more sort of low impact um, riding, right? Riding these trails on the bike. Uh, and so it's just uh, amazing. And again, you get to take in, right, that scenery being out there in the vegetation. This is in uh, a wooded area um, out there at Highbridge, um, at the Highbridge Bike Park and three miles of trail. So it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, there's something for you there. If you are an expert, there's something for you there. If you're an adrenaline junkie, like I think I would be on the dirt, the the um, the jumps, <laughs> the the dirt jump uh, parks. And 
it just sounds like something that is uh, a lot of fun. But yeah. and if you're nervous like me, uh, they're actually offering guided rides through the trails as well. So hmm. you're not just given a bike and told you're out on your own, <laughs> find your path. <laughs> yes. Uh, so definitely something to check out um, for all ages. Um, and also there are events like this taking place, right? That the New York City Mountain Bike Association, they put on events like this um, pretty much all throughout the calendar year as well. So um, not only would I check out this event, but I would also go to the New York City Mountain Bike Association and see what else they have going on um, because they have literally something for everyone. Definitely. Um, and so this is just like a very, very brief overview of all sorts of events that the parks are offering. Um, so one thing I want to touch on, because you said it's great to get your hands dirty, um, and it looks like almost on a weekly basis all across the city, there's plenty of beautification projects and parks and park mm -hmm. projects. Um, and they're always looking for community members to come out and join them and get their hands dirty a little bit. Because walking down the street and looking at plants is one thing, but I feel like getting your hands in the soil, learning the plants and learning a little bit more about the nature that you're interacting with is can be so cathartic and relaxing and just wonderful. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing some beautification projects. Uh, I'm probably going to be lazy and wait until it's not a crazy hot day to do it. Um, but that's oh, makes, just me. Makes perfect sense. Especially if we uh, go back to our right heat emergencies uh, yeah, shows, sure. we don't want you out there roasting. Um, and so for all of these events, right, just make sure that you bring your water bottle, um, bring bug repellent, especially for those events taking place in the woods, um, such as at Highbridge Bike Park. Uh, and also bring sturdy shoes um, and loose fitting clothing. You definitely don't want to wear, you know, the dark T-shirt that I have on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, you'll roast out there and just hold on to all of that heat. And so uh, uh, lighter clothing will help reflect that light and also dissipate more heat so that you don't overheat out there. But sure. And if it's a really hot day and you can't make it out or for some reason you can't make it to one of these parks, then there is also something for you. Yeah, there is also an online event. So it's Nature Crafts with Angel, and it's a making your own field flower press. So it'll be held on Sunday, June 13th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And it's a great way to learn how to preserve some beautiful flower blossoms that we're seeing bloom all around us during the spring. And our environmental educator, Angel, will teach you really easy steps on how to make your very own field flower press out of mostly recycled materials and once you've made it you can go out and preserve some of your favorite plants and bulbs um buds sorry uh when your flower is all dried and fully pressed they can be added to various craft projects or saved for nature journals which is a really great way mm -hmm. to uh incorporate some of the the wildlife that we see blooming around us in um like at home yeah definitely um also a little bit late but for every every year for Mother's Day, I actually go out and press some flowers. And then after they're mm. pressed, I make a nice little card for her. So yeah. maybe oh, you could do it on Father's Day, right? True. Yeah, Day I'm sure dads right? would also really. I would love flowers. I'm going to uh, put that put the bug in Imani's ear. <laughs> no, like, uh, yes, I want a pressed flower. Um, she's already making me a card. I heard her whispering mm -hmm. it to my wife. She whispers very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, OK, yeah, I know. And, you know, it's funny. I just act like I don't know anything. Um, but 
all of this is is just very uh, important because we've seen what happened over the last year um, mm-hmm. as far as everything we've dealt with as a society with the pandemic, with the racial tensions and strife, political um, adversity. And we need to build resilience. Right. And really, I think the thing that all of these events, right, whether you're gardening, whether you're out there digging up uh, bike paths right on the mountain bike trail, whether you are out there kayaking um, in the East River or whatever you might be doing right actively, especially engaging family and friends in these events, even just other people in your community, we're essentially building resilience every step of the way with this. And that's when one thing that I'm hoping this year. Now, w- one thing d- I want to get out there, right? This is um, something that is, I hope we can start observing in mass every year as far as National Family Health and Fitness Day, mm-hmm. um, because it's just so important. Again, this is just uh, something that caught my eye when we were um, sort of brainstorming ideas um, for the show. And I was like, wow, this is something I never heard of right? Takes place the second Saturday of every June, uh, every year. So this is an annual sort of event. And really, I mean, obviously family health and fitness is important every day, but I think this is something that really, as we said, this is a a day to observe the importance of our parks and recreation spaces. And that's the thing that I want to focus on is just to look at all these things around us that we have available to us, um, these preserved spaces, and then take advantage of them, right? Um, because it will contribute to our health and wellness in so many ways. And most importantly, it will build that resilience, right? Yes. Um, we're and talking physical resilience. We're talking mental um, resilience. And even as a community, right, when everybody's down there in the dirt, shoveling those trails and they're planting those flowers they're throwing those seed bombs which i i can't wait to do that actually people are gonna look at me like i'm crazy probably down here in georgia um but throwing those seed bombs we're building community resilience right we're building up our communities together and that's just uh just so clutch especially considering again everything that we've been through um as a society over the last year and change for sure. Um, and there's also a reason it's called National Family Health Day uh, and not just National Health Day. And that's because of the importance of family, because not only are you going out and building community with the people that you're going out with, but also positive and negative health choices tend to have sort of cascading effects within the family. And so if one person in your family tends to eat healthy and not take great care of themselves, a lot of the times that kind of cascades into other members of the family and they tend to eat similarly Mm. versus where if you are eating healthy, you're making yourself smoothies, uh, other family members are probably going to be much more inclined to do those activities as well. Mm. Uh, So, and also just having someone there with you who lives with you to hold you accountable for your health choices. And especially starting from the top, like as a parent, I've realized, right, that what I do translates into what happens, as you said, Reed, um, Mm -hmm. when I am on my game and I'm out there um, going for a run or I'm, you know, making fresh fruit smoothies um, and making salads at home. Imani does that stuff. She embraces it. There's times where I'm like getting my gear ready and I'm about to go out for a run. And she's like, you you going running? I want to go, too. And I'm like, (laughs) 
she's gonna slow me down. But at the same, <laughs> no. but at the same time, I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome because she wants to right engage in this activity with me. She's gonna be active, um, and then in the end, she's gonna sleep better <laughs> at night. Go to bed. Um, so really, right, encouraging because I think one thing as parents, um, almost universally, is that we all want our children to be happy and healthy. Um, and so starting with yourself, if you take care of yourself, that will translate um, many times into good habits for your children. And I don't want to stop there because, um, as Reed said, right, this is cascading effects across the family. And it can be the other way around uh, where children. Right. So the teens out there. Right. Maybe you see things that are happening in your family. Um, and I've, I've seen this actually uh, where members of the family, you know, dealing with a certain health challenge, right, where other members of the family, including the children, say, hey, we need to do something different because we cannot have this happen. Whether it's um, somebody dealing with diabetes or high blood pressure, right, the younger generations sort of taking uh, that step forward and saying, hey, we need to eat. This is what, you know, I want to eat <laughs> or I'm going for a walk. Who's going to come with me, right, and sort of engaging in um, increased activity. And that can translate to the parents sort of engaging in that same uh, behavior. So if you're a young person out there or a teen, right, um, get your family up and get on that New York City Govs uh, Park website, get on that calendar and find something that you think your family will enjoy. There's definitely something there mm -hmm. for you and yes. your family like without and a lot question. of them are a lot of them are fun activities so you can kind of convince your family to do exercise under the guise of something that sounds pretty fun yeah exactly and they won't even know they're doing it <laughs> that's the thing if you call it exercise if you say we're gonna wake up in the morning and go work out people will probably look at you crazy right on a saturday morning um you know many people are like what that's not what i want to do on my saturday but going um to a rock festival right um, out in Rockaway Beach, um, just saying the beach right there will get people on your side yeah. um, and out there walking and and being active. Uh, if you say that you're going to go throw some seed bombs, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun to me um, versus we're just going for a walk. So this is way these are ways in which you can strategize and really just get um, everybody up and active and really enjoying the community. And so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, this is just sort of a, a shortened uh, show for us here on Health in Harlem. Um, we really just want you to be out there and take advantage of these events and really just realize, right, that this is an actual day, an observance mm -hmm. um, that I think we should all partake in National Family Health and Fitness Day. And so we will be doing that um, on the Selby end um, as we will yeah. probably be at a Stone Mountain down here in Georgia and out and about just enjoying um, each other, enjoying the community, enjoying our recreation and preserved spaces. And we encourage you guys to do the same. I don't know. Before we wrap up, you guys got plans or did you pick out an event um, on the calendar? I'm going to be upstate helping my parents with a yard sale, but at least I'll be outside. You'll be outside. Yep. I'll definitely observe this day, probably the next day or Monday. That's I'm definitely going to check out some of those events and attend them for sure. I'll Any also be of state. Um, I live near <laughs> Minnewaska State Park, so I'm, I think I'm going to go on a hike with my family. That sounds like a plan. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to 
Wish you the absolute best. And hopefully this is something that will carry on, right? This is the start of a nice, happy, healthy summer, I would say. Um, so it's, I guess, strategically placed that second June um, mm-hmm. after everybody gets out of there, like Memorial Day, uh, haze, then we can enjoy the rest of the summer by right getting started on the right foot on June 12th, 2021. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to quickly recap uh, some of the stuff that we talked about during this program. And for all of this information, you can go to nycgovparks.org. That is one word, nycgovparks.org. And when you get to that site, all you have to do is go to events, and that'll take you to the New York City Parks events calendar. Just going to talk about the ones we highlighted on this program tonight. First up, we have the Yoga on the Lawn at Allen Austin House in Staten Island. This is hosted by B Yoga SI. It'll start at 8 a.m., lasting until 9 a.m. This is for all levels of practitioners, and the Alice Austin House is located at 2 Highland Boulevard, right there on Staten Island, New York. And register in advance. You must visit the BSI, B Yoga SI website prior to attending the event. And for more information, email byogadance, that's one word, at gmail.com. Next up, we have kayaking at Brooklyn Bridge Park. This will take place at Pier 4 Beach at Brooklyn Bridge Park. This is a free event. That is free, F-R-E-E. This will take place pretty much every Saturday through September from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. All levels welcome. And also, uh, this will run on Wednesday evenings uh, through August of this year. This is hosted by the Brooklyn Bridge Conservancy. For more information, you can call 718-802-0603. You can email info at brooklynbridgepark.org. Another interesting event will be wildlife viewing of horseshoe crabs in the Bronx. This will take place at Orchard Beach parking lot in Pelham Bay Park. Of course, this Saturday, June 12th from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. And next up, we have Rockstock. This will take place at Rockaway Beach in Queens. This will be at Beach 90th Street in Rockaway Beach. This will last from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And this is the 13th annual Rockstock Festival. So definitely check that out. And for more information, call 917-519-7676. And finally, in Manhattan, we have... Uh, on the second Saturday of each month, we have the trail work party plus bike share at Highbridge Bike Park. This is hosted by Northern Manhattan Parks and the New York City Mountain Bike Association. This will be located at 190th Street and Amsterdam Avenue in Manhattan, lasting from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Bikes and helmets will be supplied. And for more information, call 734 358 2826. Now, that is all we have for you all tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But I do want to say that this is not the end of the conversation. We will be talking more about Family Health and Fitness Month. And joining us will be Danielle Medina, creator of 
fit and play mama she is a nutritionist she is a fitness instructor and just all around great person um, specializing in food and so- food science and nutrition aerobic and fitness uh, she is actually uh, licensed and trained uh, according to the aerobic and fitness association of america and also the american council of exercise she is also a yoga instructor and just uh, as i said an all-around great person and when it comes to talking about health and fitness and families this is the expert we are going to have her join us on the health and harlem podcast for a special episode and so be on the lookout for that ladies and gentlemen as we go forward that will be released uh, tomorrow so you can appreciate that on june 12th family health and fitness day and as you all probably already know the health in harlem podcast can be found on podbean spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. Uh, you name it we're pretty much on it these days and so be on the lookout for that special episode again with danielle medina founder of fit and play mama with that said ladies and gentlemen as always we love you out there and shout out to the rest of the health and harlem team out there we love you all as well and ladies as always each and every week this show is dedicated to the memory of the one and only miss gloria thomas harlem Take care of yourself.